Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul. We are promoting pathological positivity today here at Live on Purpose Radio. I have somehow enticed a guest to come in today from Alaska. Shanae, you might be the guest who has traveled the farthest to get here so far. That's pretty cool. Is that awesome? Yeah. And sometimes I have my guests on the phone, and they can be anywhere, but you actually came to the lower 48 to I, do this. I am in your office. Here That's you right. Are. Yeah. She, it's folks, a nice office, too. She is face-to-face with me right here at Live On Purpose headquarters, and we're having a chat. And it was kind of fun as I was getting to know Shanae. We met, what, 10 minutes ago? Yep. Yep, that's right, Doctor. <laughs> we've had we've had some conversations, at least by email. Yes, and you came highly recommended by one of our previous show guests, yeah. who is a good friend of mine, named Danny Jolly. And if you guys want to go back and hear that episode, if you're ready for a high energy impact kind of an episode, it was called "Everybody Gets a Do Over." That's Danny. And yeah. that's Danny. So, yeah, high energy. So we have this common friend who is observing in studio today. We might hand her a mic at some point. Or you might hear her in the background because she doesn't restrain herself very yeah. well. Sometimes. She might get laughing there. She just That would be a treat. She's holding it back right as we speak. All right, so Shanae. Yes. You are an author. Yes. And I've talked to a lot of authors on my show, but you're a little different type of author than I've normally had on my show. You are a young adult techno-thriller author. Yeah. Techno-thriller? Yeah. Tell um, me about that. Most people think that my book would go under science fiction, but it's really not under that genre. It's techno-thriller because when you have science fiction, it all, it comes, the book comes from the author's mind. But mm. when you have a techno-thriller, only one piece of technology hasn't been been isn't real everything else is reality and in my book jason tanner's father has invented a hologram machine oh cool yeah so So at some point in the future this might have to change genres (laughs) i I hadn't thought of that one that's pretty that's pretty because the whole premise is that there's one piece of technology that isn't really real yeah if the hologram machine Mm. is created you know have you ever watched the old star trek series uh-huh. Or seen sure. Matrix, the Matrix movies. It's uh-huh. it's that that virtual reality um, machine where you walk in oh, yeah, and you yeah. can program and you're anywhere. Very cool. So so once they invent that thing, then it's not fiction anymore, and you got to write <gasps> another book. Then it's just a thriller. Then it's just a thriller. Just a thriller. There you go. A reality show. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, but pretty pretty so off we'll, the wall. We'll come back to this at some point, but. Uh, Yes. Uh, and we'll introduce people to the book that you just released. It's just yes. just now come out, right? Yes. It's yeah. called Dissemblance. Yes. 
And uh, stay tuned. We'll, we'll give you a little more information about that as we move forward. But here's why I wanted to talk to you. You've been wondering this, I know, because we talked about it before the show. Why do you want to talk to yeah. me? Paul, what is this about? <laughs> and, and I thought I told you, but it's about you, not your book. It's about, I mean, the book is really cool, and that's interesting, and hopefully some of you people will love this young adult techno thriller. But let's talk about you for a minute. I think there's a lot of our listeners, Shanae, who have a dream, or who had a dream, and that's a sad way to say it. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's really sad that, that someone would give up on that dream. Um, I just got back from Chicago, mm-hmm. and I was doing a lot of book talks at high schools, and a lot of the students really, oh. really... I mean, one of the things they appreciated about the book talk wasn't, they enjoyed the book talk, but after they would ask questions. And I think mm-hmm. I even got one standing ovation from kids when I told them wow. about my dyslexia story because, see, I'm dyslexic. Hold on. I'm a dyslexic author. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Okay. So I knew that there was something to this story. Yeah. This, I love this, you know, and I'm kind of playing this up because I kind of knew that already. <laughs> But listen to that. A dyslexic author. Yeah. Okay, you'd think you'd just get frustrated and give up. Quit. But, see, most people don't understand dyslexia. What dyslexia mm-hmm. is, when, um, when, I was, um, when I was born, my mm-hmm. mind does not understand language like other people's. Okay. And it's only been in the last... Um, it's only been in the last 15, 20, 25 years that people really understand that. And see, when I was in fifth grade, I loved, I have a passion for story and storytelling. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. would write these plays and I'd go to school and I had this fifth grade teacher and I'd share my plays and say, I'm going to do this. And she'd mm-hmm. say, don't. She says, uh. you can't do that. And, and I understand, see, I'm in my 40s, so that was, you know, back in the 70s. And the teacher didn't understand then, the public school system didn't understand then reading disabilities like it does now. Right. And so this teacher was really, I think, was really trying to help me and be positive. Probably. We'll assume that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to be positive. It's all an attitude, right? Pathological positivity. That's what we're Yeah, and you were talking about that today. I know. You you said you were. And so, so she said, don't do it. And, and trying to put me to where I had because... But it was more than just don't do it. She, she kind of implied that you can't. She implied but I can't because is... I didn't have the ability. Wow. I didn't ha- and I didn't. In her mind, the way that she saw the me... The way she understood it. I didn't. And I can understand that. So I get into high school and I love my English lit class. I had this amazing teacher and I couldn't pull anything more than C's. And I went to him and I said, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a writer. And he says, don't do it. So there again. I Same message. Same message. Don't do it. And um, so. But it was don't do it with that underlying theme of you can't do this. I can't do it. And you know what? He, the same thing. He didn't understand reading disabilities. And mm-hmm. he didn't understand. And that's why Danny, when she, Danny said what, how she describes me, she described me as driven. Uh-huh. And, and that I am driven. Um, but so just to give him, cut my teacher a little slack, I, when I went into, got into BYU, Provo or here, mm-hmm. years ago, um, um, my um, I, ACT score was a six. 
in grammar. So I couldn't do it. Wow. I was, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it was low. So I get in there and I have to take, go back and take high school classes. I'm no, not even doing college level. This is all because of level. the dyslexia? Yes. Is that what you're telling us? Yes. Because okay. of the dyslexia, because my mind did not compute language like other people's. And right. when, when kids are born or when they go through school, they just automatically understand how language is put together. And mm. so I went through college and eventually came across and was tested for dyslexia and found out I had it. And when I knew that, I started to explore mm. and understand that, okay, maybe I'll look at reading and language like a foreign language. So I looked huh. at it like a foreign language and then I went back and I learned, you know, subjects, verbs, predicate, um, uh, articles, and how they all put together. I had to learn to diagram sentences to the nth degree. I have a bachelor's degree in creative writing and uh, minor in grammar. But it took me 10 years. This was wow. not This was not easy. And it did not, you know, it did not happen overnight. Why would you want to do that? Because I have a passion for it. And when mm. you have a passion for something, I mean, what's the use of getting up in the morning if you can't do what you love? I mean, why? Why try? Mm. Why not? I mean, and you're right. When I was younger, I didn't have the ability, but I had to learn to think outside the box. And I think my faith, mm-hmm. my faith is what got me to do that and lead me and change my weakness into a strength. Mm-hmm. And when there, I believe that with God, nothing is impossible. And with there's a will, there's a way. And it may take, I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. This has taken me, I'm, you know, this has taken... Over 20 years. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it. And it takes as long as it takes. It sure does. So don't get hung up on that. that right. You can't, you can't get impatient. And you can't, you can't put... Well, you can. Well, well, if you do, <laughs> then sometimes you end up quitting. Yeah, exactly. That's the frustration element. So when you talk about faith, we're talking about a belief... In something unseen. And the action that goes with it. And it was different from that belief that was planted in you early on or that was suggested to you, probably by well-meaning teachers, right. that said you can't. Right. And I believed it until I found out I was dyslexic. And then something shifted for you. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't anymore I can't. It was how can I. Right. Right. Which, which turns the brain a whole different direction. I've thought of this, Shanae, as kind of a, a switch. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a big old switch yeah. on the side of your yeah. head? And it can be on, right. in the on position or the off position. I think that perspective, your perspective on something, shifts that. It yeah. could be that switch for someone. Well, just that simple belief, I can't. Right. Which position is the switch in? It's on, off. And you change that perspective to can or it's possible and when you do that, everything opens up for you. You mm-hmm. can see things you've never seen before. You can be led to things you've never been you thought were even possible for mm. you. But until you get the I can, everything's shut off. You are so right about the switch. There's no next step after I can't. There isn't. Think it's about it. Where do you go after that? It's, it's done. You've shut it off. The fetal position in the corner? And when you're in the I can't, you can't be given suggestions. People can be sitting this close to you and giving you the answer, and you won't hear it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like... Um, it's not even accessible to you. I, it's not. And my, I'm, 
um, for just a little example of this, like my husband will go, oh, I need to find my pants. I can't, I can't find my pants. I can't. Will you help me? And I'll walk around and they were just on. They're, right they're just right there. there. He's and running around without pants. Go, oh, thank you. Thank you. But mm-hmm. I'm like, you couldn't see him. But he was in the I can't. Mm-hmm. You can't be in the I can't. Wow. Now that's interesting. <laughs> What's that? Because actually you can, but what you're saying is... If you want to achieve you wanna something, move you forward can't. Because you're done if you're, if you're in that mode. On the other hand, so what we're talking about here is turning that switch to the on position, a powerful on position where now, now you're asking a different question. How can I? Right. And you invite your brain to start answering that for you. And it will, it will see things. Have you ever done that, mm. that um, test where they say, okay, find everything in the room that's red. Oh, And then yeah. close your eyes. And then they... And then try to imagine everything that's green. Then you, yeah, then you open your eyes and... Or yeah, then they say, which, what was green? And you can't Because you've it. asked your mind to look for red and that's all you see. Your, your red was the I can't. But yeah. once you turn on the I can, you start to see... Yeah, or did I say that backwards? Either way, mm-hmm. you can't yeah, tell we're your perspective. You. <laughs> this is something that that we talk about all the time on this show, but also with my clients, it comes up repeatedly. Your mind has the power to do some amazing things when you invite it to do so. And you invite it to do so through that that right. perspective, that paradigm is what I call it sometimes, yeah. that that worldview. And and it's totally opposite from some of the predominant trends out there. Oh, it's way opposite. And out there, they say, if you can't do something right off, you'll never do it. A lot mm-hmm. of the trends are out there, are, and they don't believe in change. People can't change. People can't, can't. Mm-hmm. Did we hear the can't, can't in there? Can't, can't, can't. Can't, But we can. We use hope. We use our faith. And we open up, and mm-hmm. things come. But you have to turn on that switch, like you said. I have a friend who sometimes emails me, and at the bottom of the email, you know the little signature line thing? Mm-hmm. It says, those who say something is impossible should get out of the way of those of us who are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a little bit of sass. You know, yeah, I like the sass. There. Yeah. Was, was that you, Danny? <laughs> There's her laugh. <laughs> Can you hear Danny back there, everybody? So, but that, that's the attitude, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's It's... I can, and then you ask that question, how? So here you are with, with dyslexia, and we don't even know fully what that is, maybe. But it was getting in your way until you chose a different perspective. And then you went the direction of, how can I? Right. And you've created some fun things ever since. Right. I like what you said also about passion. I asked you, why would you go through all of this? Because it was a lot of work. Yeah. To get yourself up to speed, even just with the English language, the written language. That was the one thing I couldn't do. But I had a passion for stories. Couldn't and do? I, huh? Well, at that <laughs> point... <laughs> gotcha. It was the one thing at that point I was incapable of, but now I'm capable. And that's... Okay, so... And that's a good distinction. Because there are all of these things you don't know how to do yet, or you don't right. yet have the skill set to right. accomplish... My son just found out last week that he gets to spend a couple of years speaking Korean. He doesn't speak Korean, <laughs> but he's going to learn it. Yeah. And he knows that even though he can't speak Korean currently, 
That doesn't mean he can't speak Korean. True. It means that he gets to put in some work to get himself to that point. That's exactly what you did, too. That's what we're talking about. Ah, yeah. Fun. Do you know why you're here now? I know why I'm here. Sweet. Thanks. We'll be right back. The number one barrier to success and happiness is fear. Anxiety paralyzes and keeps you from taking the steps that lead to success, achievement, happiness, or better relationships. All forms of anxiety have two primary components, a brain component and a mind component. Your brain is an organ in your body. Your mind does the thinking. The answer to your anxiety is understanding what the brain is doing and steering your mind in a different direction. Understanding and applying a few basic principles in both of these areas makes an immediate and lasting difference in my clients breaking free from anxiety and moving forward with power in their lives. Before I started learning the correct principles to overcome anxiety with Dr. Paul, I wasn't progressing in many areas of my life and it inhibited my thinking. But after I started applying these principles in my life, um, I felt more free. I could progress in those different areas and I just felt all around better. The best thing about the help that we got from Dr. Paul was that it was not just a band-aid to fix my son's anxiety problems, but he empowered my son to be able to help himself whenever the problems arise again. Now is the time to overcome anxiety, worry, and fear. Your tools to do this are now available in a four-part video course that you can do in the comfort and privacy of your own home. Get immediate access to this powerful program at MyAnxietyAnswer.com. The first episode is free. Visit MyAnxietyAnswer.com today. The first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you. In between, the leader is a servant. Max Dupree. Okay, fun stuff happening today. You know what, Sinead? When we were talking earlier, I think we set a pretty good uh, introduction, maybe, to a, to a different direction we can go for this second half. How did you do it? How did you what? Well, Danny described you. When I asked her before the show, I said, describe this lady. Who is Shanae? What, what makes her inspiring? And she used the word driven. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that. And visionary. That was it. Thank you, Danny. She just reminded me of that. And visionary. So it's, it's about holding the image of, of your dream, whatever it is. Oh. And for you, was the dream to write young adult techno thrillers? Not necessarily. The dream is to become a New York Times bestselling author, A-list screenplay writer, movie studio owner, producer, and what? what? Yeah. But we're just you're starting. Not, I just have my first novel written. You're okay? not done? Oh, not going to be done for 20, 25 years. You know? I don't think you'll be done <laughs> ever. Right? I mean, can you picture that, Shanae? Picture yourself 
done. I can't picture myself done. I enjoy what what I do too much. There's nothing to do if you're done. Yeah. And that's the thing. You you create dreams as you fulfill different parts or elements of that. Other dreams appear for you. Or you have the final one and the other comes naturally. On the way. On the way. Mm -hmm. As road signs. Well, and I've pictured it this way sometimes. Let's say you want to go to New York, and you have no way to get there. Now, some of you listeners are already in New York. Just switch it and think L.A., for example. Okay, you get what I mean. As, you, as you're wondering, now, how am I going to get there? I have, no, I have no form of transportation. I, I don't know how I'm going to get to New York. What if you just start? Or just head out. And what if you start by seeing yourself in New York and, and, just, and just knowing you're going to get there? You're going to get there one way or another. And, and then the ideas come. You meet someone, they say something, they lead you to another someone, and pretty soon you have a plan, you've had the money, mm. you know where you're going, but you got to know where you want to go. Because then you're going to head out in that direction. Well, guess what happens as you're on your way? You encounter everybody else who's on their way to that place. Resources appear. Have you found this to be true? I have found this to be true. Look, I'm I'm your show. You are on my show. I am on your show. Yeah. That wasn't even on your bucket list. And here you are. It wasn't. But hey. But hey, this is a step toward it. And I have had New York Times best-selling authors on this show. See? So you get to be one of those. In the future, yes. Well, in the future, wrap your head around this for a minute. Okay. Okay. I'm here with I you. had this conversation with one of my show guests long, long ago, who is a best-selling author, by the way. And we had a conversation about telling the truth. Okay? And it's a little hard for you to say, oh, I'm a best-selling author if you don't think you are but what if you're telling the truth in advance well i'm telling the truth in advance i can go with that one (laughs) on the timeline yes i am on the timeline yeah and that's interesting because we get so locked into our current circumstances sometimes yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and i've found that in this pandemic of poisonous pessimism that plagues our planet. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I get carried away with peas sometimes. <laughs> other people who know me have noticed that. <laughs> Is Dr. that because you're Paul? <laughs> yeah, and I have a twin sister named Pam. Really? Is that awesome? That's awesome. Some of my listeners didn't know that. But it is absolutely true. That is cool. Where was I going? You were going in, on the, in the pandemic of peas. Poisonous pessimism. You got it. You're on it. Right. On the way of becoming something. Now, a pessimist sees their problems as being personal, pervasive, and permanent. Permanent. Personal, pervasive, and permanent. This is all about me. It's not just this. It's every aspect of my life, and it's never going to change. So they get trapped in that. They shut the switch off. Absolutely. Shut her down. They do. You can't help it. They don't know they're shutting the switch off. Right. They really don't. I've met a lot of people like that. And then it's, why does it always happen to me? Right. And, and then they're trapped. I've got a video clip that I showed. Danny's seen this one. Where 
where there are some people on an escalator. Have you seen this one? I don't think so. There, there are on, two me. people on an escalator, okay? okay. And they're just going up. And one's guy's dressed in a business suit, and this girl's carrying her purse and stuff, and they're going somewhere, obviously. Okay. And the escalator stops. Clunk. Just clunks to a stop. And they look around, and he says, oh, that's not good. And she says, oh, I don't need this. I'm already late. As she gets into her purse looking for a phone. She says, oh, do you have a phone? The guy says, no, sorry. <laughs> and they're standing there on the escalator. Are you telling hilarious. me these people don't move? They're standing there. Okay. And then he hollers out, hello. <laughs> there are two people stuck on an escalator. Will somebody please do something? <laughs> and then she yells for help. Oh, it's hilarious. It's a commercial that was done 10 years ago. But that is so on to what you were talking about because they don't even see how they can help themselves. Exactly. And that's what happens when you shut off that light switch mm-hmm. and when, you, when you, you don't see how you can help yourself. You know what? I shared this with a group up in Salt Lake City. I was doing a, a presentation for a healthcare group mm-hmm. in Salt Lake City. And one of the guys in the presentation, this is an administrator of this big medical center, okay? Okay. And he kind of sheepishly raises his hand after I show the video clip of the Mm -hmm. escalator. And he says, I hate to admit this. He says, the last time I was at the airport, the escalator was broken. And I seriously stopped at the bottom of the escalator and I thought, oh, what am I going to (sighs) do? And then he looked around and he saw just several yards away was a set of stairs. (laughs) (laughs) And so he detoured from the escalator, went over to the stairs. Wow. Now, and and he was was glad to share that in the context of our conversation. But isn't this, it's funny and it's tragic. It is tragic. And it goes back to another P where you're talking about perspective perspective it's it's people's perspective precisely (laughs) good one good one and that's where it starts i'm hearing loud and clear from you shanae that it starts with that yes you switch the brain back on yes and and sometimes you have to to invite yourself specifically to say i can right and then see where that takes you. And you'll have a fight on your hands. You do. In the beginning, you do. In the beginning. And, and you have the doubts and you have all these things. But the more you can just say, I'm going to do this or I'm going to become this. And you, you face those doubts. You take it one day at a time. And when you say you're going to do something, when you have a motto or a, a mission, mm-hmm. you're really, or an affirmation, that's what helps open up that perspective. Exactly. It opens up a vision, and it, and it relates back to you that you can do that. That's living in the switch being on. Mm-hmm. This, this fight that happens, it's like you're trying to evict some old tenants. You are. Old the, beliefs. The old beliefs, exactly. Yes. And, yes. and they're like, I'm not going anywhere. I was here first. Yep. And their voices of your parents... They're voices of your teachers. Your teachers. They're voices of close friends or people mm. that, for whatever the reason, they, you believed them. 
Wow. And it's just ringing in my ears right now because I am a parent. I am a teacher. What messages am I giving to people? Yeah. You know, everybody. Let's ask ourselves that question more often. Are we creating... Are we creating possibilities? There's another P word. Are we creating stuckness? Yeah, another P word. You're right. Possibility. I should keep track of all those. <laughs> wow. Cool. Yeah. And then the perseverance. No, no. <laughs> I think we have our focus. Well, that's an F word. P H O C U S. You're good. Focus. Yeah. And that, that, that drives you consistently toward that worthy ideal. Mm-hmm. That, and, and when I say worthy, I mean it's worthy of you. When you have a passion for something, there's a reason for that. Yeah. There's a reason for that. And everybody has their own passions. Right. And it's fun to find out what everybody has and respect that. And it's just cool to see someone alive with yeah. whatever makes them come alive. Yeah. Whether, whether that's your passion or not. Sinead, quite frankly, I don't have a passion to write young adult techno thrillers. That's okay. Just don't. I am not going to be competition for you. <laughs> now, I am writing a book. And your book's on? And it, Pathological Positivity, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you got a lot of P and, words from today. And living on purpose. And living on purpose. Okay. And so, Which is a very worthy ideal. So I get to enjoy your talents because you have a passion for that. You're going to go create something that I would never dream of creating. And that's awesome. And it goes back because I get to enjoy yours. Exactly. So whatever your dreams are, whatever those passions are, there's some reason why you have it. It's true. You know what? I was thinking uh, about a study that was quoted. One of my friends, who is a New York Times best-selling author. His name's <laughs> Garrett Gunderson. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book called Killing Sacred Cows, and it hit the New York Times bestsellers list. Is that That cool? is very cool. But I, I brought up Garrett's book because he mentioned a study that was done. This was back in the 70s, I think, by Scully Brotnick. Strangest name I've ever heard, I think. Yeah. Scully Brotnick. Anyway, he, and I can't remember the specifics. I apologize for that. But he was doing a study of people who followed their passion versus people who went after money. As they were coming out of college, I think, okay. was the context of this thing. And there were, I, and I'll make up some of the numbers because I don't, but the, the proportions are similar, okay? If there were 150 people who responded, there were only about 50 of them who followed their passion, Okay, and the other hundred went after money. Then they followed up with them years later. Okay. They found that of the whole group, there were something like 48 millionaires. Okay. And 45 of them came from From the first group, the passion group. Makes sense. It makes sense and it scares people to death because they don't see how what they love could ever amount to anything. But they don't, see, I, they don't see how the passion is what drives you. It gives you the momentum. It gives you the motivation. It, it makes you get up in the wor- morning. It makes you go forward. But the only way I think that sometimes they miss that they haven't turned the light switch on. Mm-hmm. If they don't turn that light switch on, they're right. If they don't see how it can happen then and they just stay, okay, I can't do it, I can't. 
they're never going to get there. Stuck on the escalator. Yeah, they, they, they have to say, okay, I can. I don't have to know how. I don't have to know when. I don't have to know why, but I can do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get there. And each morning they have to tell themselves that in relation to where they want to go and use that passion. And that mm. passion will translate into money or whatever it is they need to achieve and enjoy after. the life they mm-hmm. want to have. <laughs> I love the passion. passion. Anybody else feeling this? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's where, that's where it comes That's where life is lived. And yes. They, when they... So the escalator's broken. Or is it? No, it just became stairs. Yeah. And that's going to get me to the top. Now I don't have to work out after this. There you I go. I just saved 10 minutes. What are the upsides? I mean, yeah. there's so many ways that you can look at this in a way that is productive. And I'm seeing that the successful people that I know and that I've interviewed on this show mm-hmm. have that in common. That it is, uh, they, they stubbornly insist on taking a productive approach even to the most horrific circumstances that could occur in their life. And they create something beautiful from it. And I see that you're doing the same thing. Thank you. I want to make sure people know how to get to you. This (laughs) new book that you wrote is called Dissemblance. I'm going to spell that because it's the same as the website. Right. Okay, D-I-S-E-M-B-L-A-N-C-E, Dissemblance. If you go to dissemblance.com, you will find Sinead Branham's new book, Dissemblance. <laughs> and they can also see there how to, how to interact with you in other ways. Is right. that true? Right, yes. So they'll see your international tour schedule or whatever oh. it is that you've got. <laughs> I like that. That's a good vision. <laughs> we can put it up there. It'll come. There you go. Sinead, you get the last word. What else would you like to share as we, as we depart here? This has been productive. It has. It has. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Another P word. Thank you so much for joining me at Live on Purpose Radio. Everybody go out there and live on purpose.